All right. Hi, Megan. Hi. What's Don't up? mind me. I'm just getting all situated and cozy. Just put on my oh. big fuzzy socks. Oh, I love a good fuzzy sock. Yeah, this is like one of those like really big fuzzy socks. Like they are meant to be worn as booties because they don't fit in a booty. Yeah, dude. Those were like what I used to wear to bed in like Seattle because my apartment, <laughs> where I lived, had heat. Oh so... my gosh. <laughs> I used to wear those to bed and it was like the thing that would like keep me warm. Yeah, it's pretty fucking chilly around here. We had another snowstorm today and I don't like to have the heat on like constantly because I don't really like how like heat feels really. Yeah, me either. That... Yeah, it's just very like, it feels very heavy. And like, so, yeah, like suffocate, like very stuffy. Yeah, so if I have, like, socks, sweatpants, and a sweatshirt on, and I'm still cold, I'll turn on the heat, but otherwise, or I'll turn it on just, like, take the chill out of a room, but then turn it off. I don't know. I'm literally 80 talking about how I heat my house, but... No, I'm, like, the same exact way, and I still, like, well, (laughs) everyone's, like, okay, but, like, (laughs) when I sleep with my heat on all night, it can be, like, seriously so cold outside and so cold in my house, but if I sleep with my heat on all night I wake up and I'm so fucking hot yeah even if it's like only 60 degrees in my house it's like the air is just in my room and it's just so fucking hot and I still sleep with like a fan on every night Mm -hmm. I like to sleep a little colder anyway apparently apparently according to like I don't know scientists according to something I read what the fuck do I know um it like you're supposed to sleep in like a colder room like it helps you sleep better yeah I totally that's definitely me. I mean, yeah, I sleep with a fan in my room up until it's like, like, I think I still had a fan in my room until January. And then we've just had like snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm. I was like, okay, I think I can put this in the closet for the rest of winter. Meaning I still sleep with my fan. Cause like, I need to feel like air on my body. Oh, okay. I get that too. Then like air circulation. And also for me, the fan brings a lot of like, I like the noise brings. Because I have, like, a window unit for air conditioning. So, in the summer, it's always, like, like, that very dull noise that just kind of, like, lulls me to sleep. Listen, (laughs) this is going to be controversial. But there's, like, I love the sound and feel. And don't fucking come for me, anyone. I swear to God, I'm too sensitive. But I love the sound and feel of a hotel room air conditioner, like, unit. (laughs) Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I think I'm inclined to agree. That's always the best part about a hotel room is that like the second you get there, you can just like turn it to Arctic temperatures and it doesn't <laughs> matter because you're not paying for it. And the yeah, and the, the unit is always so loud, but like that's my jam. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you there. Dude, if I like, if you're like, I can't. I wonder if Morgan would ever marry me. I need you to be okay sleeping in like 50 degree weather or like temperature with a fan on. And like, I need you to wake up before like 8 a.m. on the weekends. And then, yeah, sure. Literally nothing else. (laughs) No other standards at all. Oh, God. No, I'm with you on the temperature, but not the waking up. And for me, don't snore ever. Like, you will be getting it. Fuck you. You will be getting expensive <laughs> surgeries if you make noises in your sleep. Fuck you. Megan knows I'm a snorer, okay? Fuck you. That was personal. I do know. I, do know. I can, like, 
mimic how all my friends sleep. Is that so weird? Like how all my friends don't. But it's it's cool. I mean, you do you. And hey, I snore from time to time, especially when I'm like drunk. And there have definitely been times where I wake myself up by being like, <laughs> you know, you know that like wake up. Yeah. But I don't or like, I don't have you... like a constant night snore. No, I don't think you are. I'm a snorer just because I literally, everyone who's like familiar with the podcast already knows, like I need <laughs> yeah. like multiple surgeries on my sinuses. Um, that's why I sound congested every fucking week because I fucking am. But um, have you, you're not really a snorer, so I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like, have you ever not like necessarily woken yourself up from snoring, but can hear yourself snoring in your sleep? That's happened to me, like, a few times where, like, I might be, like, 90% asleep or, like, 70% asleep and I can hear myself snoring, like, in my sleep. But it's not, like, a, I'm not, like, startled awake. Like, I can just hear it. Is that, that weird? That's <laughs> weird. I, I okay. get that. And that sounds like, that sounds like a very unique experience. I, I believe it. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't really, yeah, that doesn't really happen to me. Like you said, I'm more of the, like, I'll get startled awake if I snore. But. I think that's just because it's so rare that I actually make a noise like that. Well, I'm sorry, Princess Megan, that we're all not as delicate flowers as you are. Some of us have fucking no nasal holes. Oh, my God. I don't. I mean, I'm definitely not like a cute little sleeper. Like, I'm a drooler. That's, that's my thing. I'm a drooler too, dude. Sleeping with me is a fucking choose your own adventure shit. Also, just like shout out to sleep. Before we got on this call, I was just thinking about how tired I am. And I had like one glass of wine. So I'm just kind of in a little tiny like state right now. Yeah. And like sleep. Sleep is so good. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by sleep. Sleep. It's what you do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A catchy tune. Oh, fuck, man. Dude, I almost didn't want to record today because I'm just, like, in a mood. If anybody, like, doesn't know, like, the South is just, like, very struggling right now, weather-wise. Yeah. And it's very chill, which makes it very not chill. Um, <laughs> It was, like... God. On Mardi Gras Day, which was this past Tuesday, well, I had to run my fucking, all my faucets for, like, almost 48 hours straight. Like, I can't, my water bill is going to be fun. But, um, Hi. like, so the pipes, like, don't freeze and burst. Oh. Yeah, because, like, all of our pipes are above ground and, like, they're not prepared for that. And so, like, that's, like, what keeps happening in Texas is everyone's pipes yeah. are not, like, insulated. Or, obviously, you know, like, you're literally, like, your family's in Texas. But, yeah, um, yeah, like, everyone's pipes are, like, above ground. This is for the listeners. And, like, not insulated yeah. and, like, not prepared for it. And so, people's pipes are just, like, bursting in their walls. And it just, like, floods your entire house. Mm -hmm. Or, like, snow is getting into people's, like, attics and they don't realize. And it's, like piling up and then breaking through like their ceiling or like people are leaving their pipes dripping to keep not have them freeze but the water freezes and then like their whole kitchen is flooded with just like ice and 
and here in New Orleans, like on a Monday night to like Tuesday afternoon, it was 25 degrees. So, (laughs) uh, cold as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and like, the power grid already like in new orleans and especially in texas if you're Mm -hmm. like aware of like anything that's going on listeners um it's just like it can't just like well everything in new orleans if you know new orleans you know everything like infrastructure wise sucks and like hasn't Mm -hmm. been redone in like 100 years and it just like is there's like so much corruption in the city like it's insane but like so even like when it rains, which it rains like all the time, like your power goes out. Like it just. Mm-hmm. So then, like they were, they told all of us that we had to like turn our heaters to like below like sixty eight when it was like twenty five degrees out, um, and like none of our houses are um, have like insulation, so it gets like so cold. Most yeah. of us have like wooden floors and, mm-hmm. and so like then it causes like rolling blackouts which is like also what was happening like in texas mm-hmm. is like because too much p- power is trying to be used to heat people's houses and then the the power structure like loses its power and so then people are having blackouts and like people are literally like freezing to death like in their homes oh i know it's so sad what have um have you had power this week i've had power this week but a lot of my neighbors um mardi gras night like around 6 p.m um pretty much everyone around me lost power i for once i'm like not the one i I like always lose power for once i didn't lose power but all my whole neighborhood did and the neighborhood next to me did um and it yeah it was like it was like 30 degrees and people were just like in their homes just like well fuck (laughs) well glad that you are safe and warm and my go out to everyone around you and everyone in texas of course who is not safe and warm. I know I've been hearing from various, you know, just, I feel like, like a lot of people, people just know friends, family members, whatever have you that live in the Texas area. So I'm just hearing various experiences. Like some people I've heard, they haven't had power since Monday. Um, Yeah. So that's just really shitty. And obviously the people who I've heard that from are in like good conditions. They're very lucky. They were somewhat prepared. They of course have homes and, but there are so many people that don't. And that's why it's really like sad and scary for a city or just a whole region that isn't equipped for weather like this, that they just don't know how to prepare. And it's like killing people. Yeah. Cause it's like, no one has like sweaters or like, <laughs> yeah, know, like, like generators or things like that. And it's like, also, too, and this happens a lot in New Orleans. This happens probably the most in New Orleans than any other place in this country. But, like, um, like when you run your water or, like, when the water freezes, like, this, your city water, like, isn't an unlimited source. Like, it eventually runs out. Um, and so then, or, like, it gets really low where they can't, like, clean the water. So then there's, like, boil water advisories, which happens, like, literally all the time here. Um where it's like you have to boil your water or there's like brain eating amoebas in it. Oh my and, god. Yeah. And so then like, but if you don't have like electricity and you don't have like a gas stove, you mm-hmm. can't like boil your water. 
so then people are like aren't having water or like people are like having to like I saw like lines at the grocery store that were like miles and people are waiting in the snow for my like in for miles to get food but then like the grocery store like doesn't really have power so they're having to throw out their food and god it's just like it's like such a fucking domino effect and then fucking Ted Cruz like goes to Cancun (laughs) like Yeah, it's just like making me so sick because I've talked just talked about it so and like God. Sorry, I don't want to make this like every week. I'm like, maybe next week will be better. And it's like Uh, every week is like fuck you. The world be testing us. (laughs) And it's just like there's just been so many also people like online that are like as everyone knows, like I'm such an advocate for the South. Like Mm -hmm. I just really love the South and I think it's like misunderstood. There's obviously a lot of bad things, but I think a lot of times it's like generalized or stereotype or misunderstood. And so like, there's been so many people online being like, Texas people like deserve it since they're all like racist and homophobic and all this. And that's just like simply like not true. And like, people are like dying. So like, (laughs) right. So like be, like compassionate like be a good respectful human being I don't know it's just bizarro that yeah. that's what but that's the like thought process someone would take yeah it's like this isn't even like about politics anymore like people are like like millions of people like don't have power like <laughs> millions of people are like suffering badly and like I think the last time I saw like 13 people have died just from like the elements alone and it's just like Dude, unless you've had to sit in your house with no power and your home's, like, not insulated and you ha- can't have water and, like, then you, like, don't fucking know. Like, the four days that I didn't have power or internet or anything and, like, water, like, during the hurricane fucking sucked and it wasn't even cold. So, like, I can't even, uh, man, I can't even fucking imagine. So, yeah, would not, I would not do well. So, I give also everyone who's going through this props because I've never had to be in that type of situation and I just... Just don't think I would handle it well, to be honest. <laughs> Same. So if you have any um extra money laying around, which a lot of people yeah. don't during these times, feel free to donate to Texas because they fucking need it, man. And fuck Ted Cruz forever. Yeah, but we knew that. <laughs> but we've been new and he's a fucking Zodiac killer. So of course he doesn't care. He's like off to Cancun. I saw something too that was like, so Ted Cruz thinks it's okay to flee to a different country when things are going bad in your home country. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Yeah. So, yep. Thumbs yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> That's been my week. Um, just been like stressed and cold and like running my fucking water and shit. But I mean, it was Mardi Gras and it, my neighbor hired her band. Um, or three different bands that played from like 12 to 7 and I like posted on um like a neighborhood mm-hmm. thing that was like hey like if anybody like doesn't have plans on Mardi Gras like I don't really either like you know feel free to like wear a mask and sit on my porch or my neighbor's Aww. having a concert and like if I were to post that in Seattle like first of all no one would respond if they did they'd be like fuck you <laughs> but like so many people reached out to me and then like four different people showed up and like hung out with me and I got got to meet a lot of my neighbors and so it was just like a ton of fun and it was just like reminds me like why like I'm living here and it just reminds me like like despite all of its flaws like why like this city is like the greatest 
So I love that for you. Yeah. And my neighbor, one of the people that replied was actually someone who literally lives diagonal from me. Like I can see his house. And he brought me an entire cake. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So God, I just like love my neighbors. Ew. Yeah. So that's been my week. What about you, Meg? What's new with you? Sorry to be so be like everyone down here is dying. We're all freezing to death. No, like, no. I mean, that's, that's definitely been weighing heavily on my mind lately. I mean, like this week. Uh, I mean, like I said, we had a snowstorm here today, but it's been a pretty, uh, you know, it's definitely not like a dreadful storm. It's just a snowfall. So you know, just hanging out, cozying up inside. Um yeah (laughs) I don't know I did before we got on just now I watched the new season premiere of Real Housewives of New Jersey which you know me that's like the moment I've been waiting for for like a year now and it just just warms my heart those (laughs) those crazy bits like talk about the ultimate comfort watching for me it's the Real Housewives of New Jersey and I I do think that might be my favorite franchise. I know I go back and forth on it, but oh God, and it was just a great season premiere. So if anyone's a fan of the Housewives, if you haven't gotten into Jersey, do it. If you are into Jersey, yay for us! It's back. <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know what? Jersey is like very entertaining though because everyone's like very gaudy, mm-hmm. like not godly gaudy if that makes yeah. sense um and like their gaudy. accents and like, <laughs> yeah and like their nails and like their like elaborate weirdly gaudy homes and just like yes. it's like a whole thing <laughs> yeah they just don't feel like real people <laughs> yeah like, they're not just like random rich people which like some of the housewives are they they're like their own characters just given that they are rich people from New Jersey which that sounds so stupid but it's true and it just makes me grateful that there are people willing to like act a certain way on camera just for our entertainment <laughs> like what a concept I heard, I saw like a thing that said that Teresa like had posted on Valentine's Day that like her new boyfriend is like her soulmate and they've only been dating for like three months oh really oh my god yeah are, yeah, they went. I feel like they went public very recently. So, boom, one of. Wonder how Joe, her. Wonder how Joe's taken. <laughs> Good for her for finding love, you know. Yes, but you, you'll actually appreciate this, like the big drama, and I'm sure you'll see it on social media if you follow any like Bravo accounts. But the big drama is like one of the housewives one of the newer ones like got in a fight with a ter- with Teresa and like ended up accusing Gia of doing coke in bathrooms at parties <laughs> like Good for went, Gia <laughs> she went, I know, like she went full like Lisa Rinna where people doing coke, doing in, coke your in your bathroom and <laughs> accused Gia which is so which is so shitty because exactly like you said if she is fucking whatever she's like in college I hope she doesn't have any like problems but like if she's doing it just for fucking shits and gigs at parties nbd but 
I just thought that you would appreciate that because <laughs> we love that. You know I love Gia. <laughs> Gia's the most undis- like unrecognized pop star in this fucking country. <laughs> Justice for Gia. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> and I hope she was with fucking Lisa Renna doing coke in someone's bathroom. Who was she accusing again? Because it was at um it was she was accusing um Doritos. Oh yeah. <laughs> Were people doing coke in your coke bathroom? In your oh my god. Are you serious? Which, like, honestly, they probably were. They probably were. Hello, LA. They look like they throw some good-ass parties. Like, I could say something right now, but I'm not going to. But, yeah. I mean, it's LA. Hello. Yeah. I mean, that's an activity that I choose not to partake in. But people do. So I'll just leave it at that. And people do. Gia, drop the album. Yeah. <laughs> Please. This is what the country needs right now. Ugh. A Coke fueled pop star album. <laughs> From Gia. Oh God. I'm just kidding. I don't even want to perpetuate that rumor because I do think it's unfortunate that she's like a young ass girl and she's getting dragged into her mom's fights. Like what the fuck? But but <laughs> Like I said, that's why I'm just grateful that there are people in this world who have signed up to do shit like that for our entertainment. <laughs> Justice for Gia. You'll be trending tonight on Twitter. You guys head on over there. Yeah. But spell that- justice with the G. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're proud of that one. Not that was a good one. Justice for Gia. <laughs> Gust. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Love, love me some <laughs> New Jersey drama. Oh yes, I'll continue to update you as it um, unravels. <laughs> um. Okay. Should we talk about some celebs? God, some shit has gone down, people. Yeah. <laughs> people said president's day uh-uh honey <laughs> it's <laughs> notes apology day because i have three notes apologies to read to y'all three <laughs> three can't people just be normal <clears throat> so no. last week we mainly talked about um gustus for britney and <laughs> <laughs> and Y'all know, <laughs> y'all know that I hate Justin Timberlake. Hello, <laughs> I've only been talking about it for like two years now. And a lot of people, I said, I asked a lot of people, like, if you ever want me to send you that Twitter thread that exposes him, let me know. And a lot of people said, no, I like him. He's too nice. Okay, bitch. I know I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and it's on record, ho. No, actually, I said. I said, I know that. I'm just not ready to accept it. Well, you know what, bitch? I'm ready. I'm ready. Send me the thread. Send me the thread. I'll send it to you after we stop recording. It's long. You'll have a lot to read tonight. But um, I just finished my book last night, so I need something else. (laughs) Fire up that iPad, baby. Get a big screen. (laughs) 
um, yeah, he's been the worst for forever. And so after the free Britney documentary on Hulu um, called Framing Britney Spears, presented by New York um, Times. Yeah. And a lot of people finally recognize that. <laughs> Thank God. And yeah. so then he had to, because he pretty much like, after they broke up, he pretty much like rose to fame by talking shit about her and like talking about their sex life, even though she like claimed to be a virgin at the time, which is like no one's fucking business. Right. And um, and then also too, like at the Super Bowl when he like ripped off Janet's um shirt and then everyone like hated on Janet Jackson and he got like more popular. And then he got to perform at the Super Bowl last year, even though she was like disinvited from like multiple award shows and hasn't been asked back to be on the Super Bowl. Mm. Somehow her nipple getting exposed is her fault, not the person who ripped it. Either mm. way, it seemed like an accident. I don't know. But like he never like stood up for her and he instead like rode the coattails of that. And then like yeah like that was so shitty that he got to perform at the Super Bowl last year. After all of that and her career pretty much like died after that because uh, she has a nipple. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he like paid. Oh, sorry. No, it was like a nipple that was on TV for like less than two seconds. Like, I don't know. Might I remind everyone that we all literally have nipples? I think people forget that men have nipples. We all have nipples. We've all, yeah, literally everyone has nipples. We've all seen nipples. Nips. (laughs) Like, I just never understand that. Like, men also have nipples, but they're allowed to show their nipples. It just, I don't get it. Um, and well, so, yeah. it's also, like, whatever. You see, like, boobs and vaginas on TV shows, like, left and right. But whenever there's, like, a millisecond of, like, Ben Affleck's dick on Gone Girl, it's like, oh, a dick. It's like, you know what? Give us the full frontal. (laughs) I don't want that full back. I want to see that fucking dragon tattoo in HD. (laughs) Never mind. I was just being weird. You know what I was going to (laughs) say. So, yeah. So, finally, people were like, fuck you, Justin. And everyone was like, hitting on Justin. So, then he fucking did a notes app apology. Uh, and a terrible one at that. And a terrible one. So let me read it to y'all. Here we go. <clears throat> Crummy River. What was what if it was just like the lyrics of Crummy River? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say what you did. I always <laughs> <laughs> cry me, cry me, cry me. Cry me. <laughs> Oh, and did you listen to Las Culturistas? Yes. They when they were like, that wasn't even him <laughs> singing yes. that part. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah. Okay, here's the here's the actual apology. I'm sorry. Cry me. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. 
I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually because I care and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because there is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it was for all that it was while it was happening in my own life. But I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps and all of this, as well as be a part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better, and I will do better. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, first of all, again, in the words of Andy Cohen, a lot to unpack there. It's like <laughs> Much to think about, Billy Ray yeah. <laughs> Uh It's like... First of all, that was just such like a general blanket statement about so many different things that like neither of like none of the issues that he was apologizing for, like got enough of the attention that they deserve. If that he makes didn't sense. He didn't even like specifically address anything. Yeah. And he was like, I want to apologize to both of them individually, but then did not do that. He yeah. didn't say sorry to either of them. Right. He just says, I want to apologize to, but he didn't even give them their own individual apology in a statement. And it's not like we, he's like calling them separately. And then he talks about all these issues within the industry and like acknowledges that he's benefited from it. Yet he doesn't say anything about like how he's going to like, and there's just no action items. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like you acknowledge this and you're sorry, but like, what are you going to do about it? Well, and it's like, but what are you sorry for? You don't even say anything. What are you sorry for? Say what yeah. you're sorry for. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was just rattling off like big, like grand claims to try to like distract and deflect almost. Yeah. Like, oh, the industry has problems. Like, I've, been, but it's like, no, you have problems and you are the problem. <laughs> yeah, it was like the industry, yeah, definitely has problems, but you, saw that as an opportunity it wasn't yeah, like, like oh the industry like built you up while tearing down others it's like you tore down others yeah and built yourself up yeah and like, the you, industry you gave you the in, platform yeah you bought into all that because you were talking shit about britney the industry wasn't talking shit about britney and putting your name on it there's video honey also gustus for chris kirkpatrick <laughs> <laughs> gustus for jc tavaz or whatever <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice for <laughs> Justice for Brian McAdams. <laughs> Is that his name? Oh, who? Like a weird QAnon now. I'm sorry, I take that back. <laughs> who? Wait, who? Oh, was he in Backstreet Boys? Listen, <laughs> fuck all of them. At the end of the day, it's Britney Spears or no one. Also, Lance Bass is the only one we haven't mentioned. So, obviously, like, Gustus for Lance Bass. Oh, Lance Bass is doing just fine because he is unbothered he, by all of their <laughs> Because he careers. did Lisa Vanderpump. That's why. Because he's living his uh, fucking authentic self and was like, bye. 
I don't associate with you straights anymore. Yeah, I did that a long time ago before it was even cool. Ugh. So we don't even need to say justice for Lance because he did it on his own. He doesn't, but... need, doesn't need our Augustus. Augustus, Augustus for JC because he was the best singer <laughs> of NSYNC. Yeah, he JC sang was... all of the fucking main parts that everyone liked. He was the best singer and the hottest. And in the thread that I will send you, it talks about how Gustin's fucking Super Bowl issue. Like, JC had an album coming out, like, the next week. And, like, fucking Gustin's little publicity stunt, like, overpowered that. So then no one got, like, paid attention to... (laughs) I was going to say Casey. I was going to say it, too. Casey's album. So what the fuck, Gustin? You truly hate to see it. Oh God! Take your fucking ramen hair and go put it in some boiling water that Texans don't have, and somehow I'm gonna blame you that on you <laughs> while I'm here. And go fuck yourself with your fucking notes app apology. Also, <clears throat> I'm sorry. You were loud and proud in all of these interviews. Even he did an interview in 2016 and bashed Britney. So it's like, you've been loud and proud for a a decade talking shit about her on video, but you can't manage to get on video and do a fucking apology. You had to do it in your fucking notes app. Fuck you. You know who I expected better from? Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, whatever. She's fucking trash, too. You know what? She stayed with Gustin after he cheated on her in my city of New Orleans while she was pregnant? Question mark. So, whatever. And she was like, I stand by my man and good for him for apologizing. Jessica, get out of here. No. Can we stop rewarding rewarding men for doing the the bare minimum? Bare minimum. Getting out there. (laughs) I use the fucking notes app every time I do this podcast, and you guys know how little effort I put into this shit. I mean, yeah, bare minimum, as in literally saying they're sorry after they cheat on their pregnant wife. Like, what's the, what's the that's like what's the reasoning there? And in my town, get the fuck out, <laughs> Justin. <sighs> so yeah, and she's like, I'm so proud of him for <laughs> doing a general. I'm sorry the media <laughs> he's pretty much like well I'm sorry the media awards white men and that's how I got my career but <laughs> yeah like... literally that's it just like but period <laughs> but here I am by man in the woods <laughs> whatever the fucking that shit was man in the woods oh my god what the fuck was that also can I add here that fucking prince did not like him and Prince said before he died that he thinks anybody who does a hologram of a dead celebrity is like fucking Satan. Mm-hmm. And at the Super Bowl performance that Justin had last year, whatever that was, he did a hologram of Prince without his family's permission <gasps> posthumously. Wait, why, why so, literally, why do I literally have no recollection of Justin being at the Super Bowl in any recent years? Oh my god, I'll tell you exactly how you'll remember it. Remember, he took a selfie with that kid. Yes, that 10-year-old. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But it was, like, right after Prince had died, so maybe this was, like, I don't know. I could I think say that last was, year. I think it was, like, a decent handful of years ago. Yeah, I think it was, like, truly, like, 2017. Yeah. But 
uh, times are fucking not real. Um, but yeah, like Prince was like, I think that's like terrible that people do that to dead celebrities. Like I never want that done. And then just or Prince's family said not to do it, and then Justin did it anyways, even though him and Prince did not even get along. And Prince did not even like him. Ugh. And never wanted that. He never wanted a hologram. And Gustin did it anyways. Fuck you. That's fucked up. I think I'm ready to dive into this Reddit thread that you have. Um, so wish me luck. Oh. <gasps> the rage itself will keep you up tonight. Let me just tell you that. I'm, I mean... Rock your body still slaps. Future Sex Love Sounds is a good album. Is that what Rock Your Body's on? I think that's like his only album I've ever listened to, so I'm going to say yes. Except we don't need Justin beatboxing. And it's actually kind of funny because I've seen some videos around like Twitter and TikTok and stuff that are like... and almost equating like recent years Justin Timberlake like you know like trolls Justin Timberlake <laughs> uh-huh. to like a Matthew Morrison type of <laughs> character and yes and I'm really loving that connection because it's so true I mean they can't be that far <laughs> off for <laughs> Matthew Morrison who's done nothing to us but he fucking sucks <laughs> but he they can't be that far off in age like honestly and they're both just like obviously, obviously as Justin gets older he's like doing different shit like movies for trolls major motion pictures okay I will say though Trolls wor- World Tour phenomenal film I still haven't watched it and it's on Hulu now so I it's can watch it actually for- so good okay I'm literally gonna add that to my list this week no Morgan I haven't finished Bridgerton I don't want to fucking talk about it hmm. <laughs> yes I expect a note to apology to me once I do. And you see how great that scene is at the ball. Don't judge me in your British accent. (laughs) Send me a fucking note to apology, bitch. (laughs) No. No No Gustus for Gaffney. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But no, Trolls World Tour. Love it. Live it. Levita Loca. Fuck Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Tim, has anyone ever seen Justin Timberlake and Matthew Morrison in the same? I haven't. <laughs> I have not, and you know what? They actually look very similar. So I have concerns. <laughs> and I'm gonna send a blind item into Dumois. <laughs> Start the rumor that they are the same. Has anyone ever confirmed that Gustin Timberlake isn't best friends with uh, Ted Cruz? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen reports denying it. (laughs) So, as far as I know, they're in Cancun together. Probably. Where is Justin right now? (laughs) I don't know. He's just a man in a wood. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Anywho, moving on from that shit show. Um, 
before we get to our next apology app, which is later down the road, have you seen the new preview for the Emma Stone uh, Cruella? Yeah, and I have pretty mixed feelings about it. What do you think? God, I wish we had a podcast where you could express those. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) The sass that I don't need. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I've there's definitely been some Disney live actions that I like, but I, I name them. Um, fucking Lion King and Aladdin. Will Smith makes a great genie fight me. I did not see either of those. (laughs) Um, well, I think I actually think those are, Oh, beauty and the beast was good. Beauty and the beast was good. I agree. And Cinderella was good. Yes. But so that's my point is that like, I get it. I like, I don't know. I like it when they stick to the classics. And to me, 101 Dalmatians is a classic. I don't know if it is. I don't know if everyone considers it a classic just because it's not like a princess movie. I don't fucking know. But Are you telling me that you don't appreciate the art and glamour that is Glenn Close as Corella DeVille in the 19 or in the 2000s film, 101 oh. Dalmatians, oh, followed I... by 102 Dalmatians? I do, but that's staying close to the original. Like, that's like paying homage to the original which is like what Beauty and the Aladdin and whatever the fuck other one I said did I don't know like I said I'm, I'm unsure I, w- I hope that it pleasantly surprises me but it's like when they come up with these like new storylines and try to make it all like modern and cool it does not always work see I'm actually very excited for it because it's not like it's not like, oh, we're just going to redo it. It's like, and it's not like a whole different story. It's just like Cruella DeVille's like origin story of like 1970s, like punk rock London. And I think that's very cool. And I'm excited to see like what they do with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely watch. Um, what was I, what movie was I just thinking of that was, oh, like, like the Maleficent, uh-huh. I re- I really really wanted to like those, and I did like the first one. Like I think I saw it in theaters and I liked it, but I've I've literally never paid any attention to it since. Yeah. Or or have I watched any of the like f- sequels? Because I think there have been. I mean, there's been at least two. There's been two. I thought there was just one sequel. No, there's definitely two Maleficent movies. No, I know. But oh, yeah, so one sequel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I had not watched the sequel and yeah, I watched the first one and I liked it and I, yeah, I saw it in theaters, but I have not watched it again. It's definitely like a one-time watch for me where I'm like, okay, that was cute. And yeah. I feel like I had to have see it in theaters or else I would have never watched it. Yeah, I'm the same way. So that's kind of the thought process I'm taking into this Cruella thing. Okay. Well, there goes Miss Excellent Taste again, not watching anything. Prove me recommend. wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it looks very good. I've, I've literally been re-watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> and you've been watching the OC, no? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I just finished season one today. See, and I almost started because I realized I finished Grace and Frankie. Yeah, that's right, you hoes. I finished oh, another show. Uh-huh. I know. 
And so I almost started watching it again last night. But then I almost felt like, and me and Megan had kind of texted about this over the weekend, where it's like, we love to watch OC because it reminds us of a time, like, in our lives where things were just, like, easy and good. But then, so then I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it and, like, reminisce. Um, But then I was like, I almost don't want to because then I don't know, like, if right now it'd make me more depressed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There are times where, like, certain episodes, it's like, I can remember, like, that's how lame I am about this show, that it's like, I can remember, like, because it's the type of thing where every Thursday night, either, like, I'd go to someone's house or, like, my friends would come over and we'd watch it, like, together. You Like, my parents were oddly into it, too. So, like, they would watch. So, there are episodes that come on and I'll just, like, be taken back to, like, a Thursday night in, like, 2008. Yeah. With just, like, in my, like, childhood home living room with, like, my best gals and, like, my parents. And it's, like, oh, God. Like, you know, it's very... Yeah. Very nostalgic. Yeah. The last time I watched it, um, I had just gone through a breakup when I was living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I it really helped me because it helped me just, like, reminisce mm-hmm. and, like, feel good and, like, whatever. But now, like, in a pandemic, I just feel like it would maybe make me feel like, well, <laughs> I used to live, like, a normal life where I had, like, friends and, like, we lived, like, you know a very SoCal life and yeah yeah now I can't even leave my home <laughs> yeah I can see I can definitely see why you would think that and totally valid but I would recommend giving it a try okay and like gosh and maybe you can only relate to this not you can only but like I don't know if a lot of our um, listeners who are just you and Lauren can relate to this <laughs> <laughs> my weekly shadow of Lauren hi Lauren but I love watching, like, the OC and, like, Laguna Beach because it just, like, reminds me of, like, such good times growing up because I feel like our lives were very similar, um, just, like, living on, like, the West Coast and, like, just, and so it just, like, always makes me feel, like, extra nostalgic because yeah. I'm just, like, oh, yeah, like, you know. Obviously, yeah. like I live like in central, but and you live on the east coast now, so it's so, and it's like just like knowing people who've never like really been to like the west coast or like that area when I've like grown up and like moved it to other parts. I'm like, oh, it's like actually like pretty like similar, or like it, yeah, like reminds me a lot of like my childhood and teenage years. And well, we talked about before, extent, like, oh, sorry, no, sorry, I was just gonna say to an extent because we were so young when those shows came out. Like, when, like, Laguna Beach came out, we were still in middle school, I think. Like, we weren't even in high school. Yeah. Or Yeah, so it's almost just kind of like we based how, we, like, we based what we did on them. Because we thought they were, like, so cool and stuff. So now, that's kind of, that's why we see the similarities looking back. Because it's, like, we, it's so weird to, like, now watch a show of, like, 16-year-olds and imagine yourself being even younger than them and just thinking, like, oh, I want to be like them. They're so cool because they're so, like, not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, like, just kind of, like, we had talked about before, too, like, growing up and, like, everyone listened to Blink-182 and that was, like, <laughs> such a thing. But then I meet other people who, like, didn't grow up, like, in that area and everyone's, like, no, well, I never really listened to them. And I'm, like, oh, God, it's, like, so nostalgic to, like, I don't know, just, like, that specific part of the country i don't know 
Yeah, but something about the OC, like, yes, it's been very nostalgic and definitely walked, like, down memory lane. But I have found it overall very, like, comforting. Okay. Well, maybe I'll take a crack at it now that I have no... I try to watch that... God, what's... I can't even think of the name. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. That cheerleader show on Netflix. Mm. me. Cheer? Yeah, dare me. <laughs> Not Didn't cheery. you watch that when it came out? No, I just started watching it last night, and I'm not a fan because the main girl is like such a psycho that like I can't deal. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, my and it's like so, it's like so like clearly these people are just like having these are not writers who are like young or had like this kind of teenagehood. This is like what they imagined like cool teenagers are, and I'm like no, yeah, <laughs> my. My boss and I, we have, like, very similar taste in, like, trash TV shows. And she, she was like, oh, my God, you have to watch this. It's so good. And I watched it, and I'm just like, I don't – I'm not buying it. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's very try-hard to me. Same, 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 same. I watched, like, two episodes last night, and then I was like, mm, I don't know if I'll keep watching this. Yeah, I don't think I ever ended up finishing it. Yeah, it's only one season, and it got canceled, so – so that would- tells you something. <laughs> nah. Um. Okay. In other news, Megan and Harry are pregnant with their second baby. <gasps> Cute. I don't know. After they moved to LA, I was like, I literally don't care about them. But like, not in a mean way or like a bad way. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I was like, my obsession. Maybe not obsession, but like my fascination is for the royals. Like I'm fascinated. Yeah by the royals so once you separate yourself from that i'm a little less fascinated by you just you because my radar <laughs> yeah just because i love the like pomp and circumstance of like a royal baby but that's yeah. i really like megan and harry just in general so i i'm all about them doing whatever makes them happy as a family because i will like my fascination by the royals it's because like they're fucked it's, up. like it's because it's fucked up and it's like a toxic, you know, and so yeah. if, they, if they wanted to get out and make themselves better and have a, like, healthier life for their family, then all about it. But, oh, yeah, completely agree. I'm like, you've fallen off my radar and that's, like, a good thing and I just, like, want the best for you. But, like, I'm now I'm not, like, that interested in your life. Like, go live in private. I do think it's weird that they have, like, a podcast because I'm like, huh. <laughs> I agree. I do. When they do things like, like, normal. <laughs> uh, or like like celebrity things I don't know, yeah. you know what I, mean? I think it's weird because it's like you guys should either be royals or like be in private but the, I don't know why I think that because they, they can do whatever like I, I don't they have the platform but yeah it is weird that when they try to come off it's just like oh we're celebrities just like you or something like that even though I get that Megan was a celebrity I guess technically a celebrity before she even started dating Harry, but still, I didn't know who he was. It's like, I don't want to hear a royal on a podcast. I like want them to be as mysterious as possible. Exactly. (laughs) No offense, Harry. I'm sure, like, you seem very lovely, but like, that's just how I feel. You know who else would be besties? Probably fucking Prince William and Justin Timberlake. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that Justin Timberlake is so far below Prince William <laughs> that I don't even think Prince I met William that. has any idea who he is. <laughs> I'm, oh my God, I think he knows who 
Timberlake. No, he doesn't. He won't acknowledge him because he's a free Britney stan. I, no, I meant that just because I think Prince William is... Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I meant, is that they both suck. They all suck. And he's balding. But you know who doesn't suck? Harry. Gustus for Ginger. <laughs> Gustus for Gingers. <laughs> That sounded like a dirty word. I didn't like it. Justice for Gingers. Justice for Gingers. <laughs> the ghosty. <laughs> it's it's a, it's an American sex top model OC crossover. The ghosty. <laughs> I was like, why am I triggered by the term ghosty? Oh my god! This podcast is just left like like left this planet for sure okay i'm just doing a quick fire off on these other celebs because i don't give a shit about them paris well that's not true i love paris hilton but i'm just i know i know right when you said that i was like what no i do but you know what i mean like these are just quick fire off things yeah um paris hilton got engaged to her boyfriend over the weekend um she was celebrating her 40th birthday which is insane because she literally looks like she's 23 Mm -hmm. still she's like she's an icon yeah yeah so her and her boyfriend got engaged and i really hope it works out for her this time because this is her fourth time getting engaged oh i know crazy (laughs) that she's never been married but she's been engaged like a handful of times like, literally, this is her fourth engagement. Um, so I really hope it works out this time. And because she just seems like she genuinely just, like, wants to be in love, in love and, like, find a partner. And I think that she just chooses bad men. Um, but, like, what do I know? That's just, like, my opinion from the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that she deserves the best because she just seems like such a genuinely good person. So I agree. So, yeah, she got engaged over the weekend, celebrating her 40th birthday. They were, like, on a private island. It was all very cute. So, congrats to her and Carter. And, God. (laughs) Kendall Genner, apparently. (laughs) Kendall Genner apparently has a fucking tequila that she's been working on for like almost four years that quote unquote has won awards anonymously. She just finally is owning up that it's actually her tequila and it won like world's best tasting tequila or some shit. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. Um, And people like didn't know it was yours, but it's called 818 and it's coming out soon. 818 is like the area code for uh, Calabasas. I mean, am I going to try it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and she was like, it's what we've all been drinking for the past year. And I'm like, that's simply not true because you guys all drink 1942. So, you lie, ho. Anyway. Um, yeah. Like, I, the Kardashians are, like, sponsored by 1942. I mean, they, like, literally post it every time they're drinking. It's, like, the only thing they drink. So, she was like, this is what we, the only thing tequila we've been drinking this past year. And I was like, no, because I have the receipts, ho. Um, yeah. So, you know, whatever. Good for Chris for letting Kendall play, too. Yeah. So, it's called you know. a It's coming out soon. We'll she see. also went Insta official with Devin Booker on Valentine's Day. 
I know, but I just like don't care about her fucking relationships because she's dating like a basketball player like all the time, and it's like never like that. Like she never like comments on it. I don't know. So I'm just like, okay, girl. (laughs) No, I totally agree. Because who was that glass guy that she dated for like forever? That was also a basketball player. Blake Griffin was it? No, but yeah, but also, uh, but not who I'm talking about. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. They, like, dated for forever, but they, like, never talked about it. It's just, like, I don't know. She's very weird with her relationships. I know. It's, like, I don't feel like she ever gets very serious with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, like, uh, Instagram. I feel like they kind of just did it for the gram. Yeah. Also, like, I won't even go into this, but I'm just going to say that Jordan Woods had like a thing with Devin Booker once upon a time before she got ousted by the family. So I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Um, So so yeah, Devin Booker, namesake of my friend's dog. (laughs) Shout out to the dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could care less about Devin Booker. I honestly think he kind of looks like a 17 year old. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> You're into that. Go, Gendel. <laughs> um, Claire and Dale were spotted oh, no. together in Florida. No. no. <laughs> that toxic little couple. I just know this is like the track that they're on. Gonna, they're constantly going to be breaking up and getting back together. Like, I just know that's their journey. Yep, you definitely called that little. Uh, uh, Jesus, I was just gonna call him Devin, but his name is Dale. Um, <laughs> he's been like living his best life. I feel like he's just trying to get all the like clout. Yeah, he's just like tra- working on his sponsorships and getting his followers and getting his fame. Like I feel like I just see these like constant videos of him just like chatting girls up at like bars and stuff. And to which I say, no hate, like you do you, but poor Claire. I don't know. I can't figure out what do, what do you think the dynamic is here? Do you think that she's, I mean, now that I'm saying, I feel like it's kind of obvious. Do you think that she's like clinging on for dear life and he's just kind of like rolling with it? Well, I actually heard the opposite. I heard that he has been like calling her, trying to apologize and meet up. And she finally, finally took his calls and agreed to go see him in Florida. Ugh, to which I say, Dale, don't fucking do that. And, yeah. You know, like, I feel like he, it's so clear that they just, like, are on such different play- pages. Mm-hmm. So he, in, like, a moment of weakness, as all men do, call her. And then she, in a moment of weakness, goes to him. Oh, hate that. Why are they both in Florida? And, like, I'm sorry. As far as I remember, like, we're still in a pandemic. So, like, why are, why are all the bachelor people in and out of Florida all the goddamn time? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know he was there for the Super Bowl. Yeah, there was, like, a whole bachelor party at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Matt James was there. Um, and then Peter and Kelly were spotted together at a party canoodling. Jason was there. <gasps> God. He just sounded like mean girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they were canoodling. The two were spotting canoodling at 
I need to rewatch that movie because I can't even think of his name. Who's the same of the guy who throws the party? Aaron, um, Samuels. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But I was like, okay, the Super Bowl was like two weeks ago at this point. Like, yeah, like who wants to hang around in Tampa for that long? Yeah, and like, no shade to my sister, but like, oh, who like lives like an hour from there? <laughs> But, like, why are you guys still there? And, like, why would you... Like, neither of them live there. So, like, oh, we had dinner together in Florida. I'm like, why? Did you guys just, like, throw a dart at the map? Or, like, where's the place where I don't have to wear a mask the most? I know. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And now we're on to our... um, Second of notes apology. let's start with Chris Harrison's notes apology. So we didn't talk about this last week, but Chris Harrison um, went on, was it ETV or ET, whatever. um, And spoke with Rachel Lindsay about Rachel K's problematic past behavior. Like she went to like an antebellum party in like 2018. Um, and among other things that we briefly like touched on, but Chris Harrison like went on TV to talk with Rachel Lindsay, former um, bachelorette. And he just made a damn fool of himself. That's for damn sure. Uh And was like, these pictures are from like five years ago. Like, come on, give people a chance to change, which yes and no. But Uh Rachel was like, these pictures are from 2018. And like, it's still like not excusable. Like, you know, she needs to own up to these. And Chris was just like, oh, come on. Like, and he said something about, like, there's so many woke police, no matter what people say. And it just wasn't a good look for our Chris Harrison. Yeah. He was, really, he was like, really doubling down. Yeah, he was, like, really doubling down. And he just kept, like, digging himself into, like, a deeper hole where once Rachel was pressing him like that, he should have known to, like, backtrack. So the fact that he didn't just says a lot about maybe how he feels in his own personal beliefs. Well, it's just like upsetting too, because like Chris Harrison is so close to like all the former contestants. And it's like, he's literally speaking to Rachel who like went through so much being right. Like the first black bachelorette. And then like to say to have her like calmly explain to him, like why it's like harmful and him just like disregard her feelings after she like, you know, went on this journey with him. It just, and mind you, the <sighs> fucking franchise has like tokenized, tokenized, ra- tokenized. Is that a word? Anyway, Rachel has just become their like token black bachelorette, and they like tote her around to be the voice for the franchise. When that's like, I don't know. It's all very, it's all very icky. So it's like, yeah, to your point, Chris could have at least known to not say those things to her like to her face she's been through so much but yeah like yeah really kind of like respected her feelings right and he almost kind of was like very defensive over something that he didn't even do it was like another contestant that's why I felt it was like weird that he was getting so defensive because I was like but you didn't even do these things this other Rachel girl did these things so like why are you doubling down yeah, he could have very easily, and he should have very easily, given 
regardless of what he feels, he could have just given some like easy, like blanket statement, which isn't enough, of course. But like, God, even that would have been better than what he did, what he said. Yeah. So there was like a lot of outrage following that. So it was like, yeah, like the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, like Bachelor Nation, like, oh gosh, there's just already so many problematic areas in it. But, um, so he announced that he's stepping away for a while. And I don't know if that means permanently or not. Like, I don't know if that means like he got fired or he decided to quit or he truly is just like maybe skipping a season. Um, but he put out a notes apology as well. It's big note, big week for um, the notes app. Mm-hmm. He said, hello, everyone. I've spent the last few days listening to the pain of my words have caused, and I'm deeply remorseful. My ignorance did damage to my friends, colleagues, and strangers alike. I have no one to blame but myself for what I said and the way I spoke. I set standards for myself, and I have not met them. I feel that with every fiber of my being. Now, just as I taught my children to stand up and to own their actions, I will do the same. By excusing historical racism, I've defended it. I invoked the ter- term woke police, which is unacceptable. I am ashamed over how uninformed I was. I was so wrong. To the black community, to the biopic community, I am so si- sorry. By what the way, I, by <laughs> B-I-P-O-C. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case anybody's like, the what? Like biopic? Like like a film about someone's life no I got you (laughs) my words were harmful I am listening and I truly apologize for my ignorance and any pain it caused you I want to give my heartful thanks to the people from these communities who I've who I've had enlightening conversations with over the past few days I'm so grateful to those who have reached out to help me on my path to anti-racism this historic season of The Bachelor should not be mirrored or overshadowed by my mistakes or diminished by my actions to that end i have consulted with warner brothers and abc and will be stepping aside for a period of time and will not join for after the final row special i'm dedicated to getting educated on a more profound and productive level than ever before i want to ensure our cast and crew members to my friends colleagues and our fans this is not just a moment but a commitment to much greater understanding that i will actively make every day from here, I can only try to evolve and be a better man. I humble myself before all of you. I hope I will again live up to the expectations you are all rightfully have for me and the expectations I have for myself. It's a lengthy one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the current sitch with him. I just feel like all these bachelor people keep like making the same apology year after year where it's like I'm gonna educate myself on not how to be just like not racist but like anti-racist it's all just seems like the same template that maybe Mike Fleiss is just passing out behind the scenes oh god so um, I mean I guess we'll see (laughs) yeah yeah I'm curious to see how this is going to play out to be honest Um, yeah yeah I've heard rumors that they're looking for like as far as replacements go some like shortlist names are Tasia Jojo and Rachel and I'm like really you guys are going to make Rachel (laughs) clean up this mess again like honestly 
Like, stop putting the burden on Rachel. Exactly. Um, however, but I think that Tasha wants it, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, yeah, she's offering, but I do feel like they kind of just like fall back on her a lot and she like holds a lot of the burden of their like bias. Um, um, I think Jojo would be great. She like stepped in for Chris at some point over summer when he had to like leave for a few weeks and I just love Jojo. So whatever, she can show up whenever she wants. And I think Tasia would actually be really good too. Apparently Tasia, like her dream job is to be like a TV host. So she's been doing some like little segments on like extra and, and like entertainment tonight and stuff. So I think she could be good for it. Yeah. I think they all three could be good for it. Um, I almost want Tasia though to be like a little detached from the the Bachelor Nation for like a little bit before like you know oh I was like literally just the Bachelorette now I'm like the host yeah I, I almost like want some time but I think that she would be great I agree um so yeah I guess we'll just see like what happens and then Rachel Kirkconnell that's her name she's the one who's like the current contestant who all this um stuff is coming out about you know we and Megan had like briefly talked about it she also put out a notes apology so <clears throat> here we go um god and hers is so tiny so bear with me because it's like literally t- like six point six font oh um god. it's like very small while there have been rumors circulating there has also been truths that have come to light and I need to address I hear you and I'm here to say I was wrong At one point, I didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were, but that doesn't excuse them. My age or when it happened does not excuse anything. They are not acceptable or okay in any sense. I was ignorant and my ignorance was racist. I'm sorry to the communities and individuals that my actions have harmed and offended. I'm ashamed by by my lack of education, but it's no one's responsibility to educate me. I'm learning and will continue to learn how to be anti-racist because it's so important to speak up in a moment and not after you're called out. If you're a person who doesn't understand the offense in question, I urge you to learn from my mistakes and encourage you to use them as a teachable moment. As for my family, I love them and how they raised me to be my own individual. They've always encouraged me to have my own views, opinions, and beliefs. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I couldn't help but think about how sick people must be of reading these kinds of statements. Mm -hmm. How a person doesn't realize the trauma that their actions would inflict on other people. It must get so exhausting. I want to put my energy towards preventing people from making the same offensive mistakes that I made in the first place. I hope that I can prove this to you by moving forward. Rachel, progress and unity are impossible without white accountability, and I deserve to be accountable for my actions. I will never grow unless I recognize what I have done is wrong. I don't think one apology means I deserve your forgiveness, but rather hope I can earn your forgiveness through my future actions. And the caption for this was, my statement and apology is for the people of color that I have offended. If you do not identify as bi, <laughs> why do I keep saying bi, B-I-P-O-C, <laughs> then this is not your apology to accept or not. Yes, exactly. Which is what I was just going to say. I recognize that neither Chris's or her apology are mine to accept, but I will just say, I think there were huge differences between the two. Yeah. It- in how they came across. 
Yeah. <laughs> I so. love how she shaded Chris and hers because he was like, it was years ago. She was young. And she's like, um, it has nothing to do with my age or when it happened. So. Yeah. Something that she did that we talked about when um was it when Hannah Brown had her little issue. Um was she like because you remember how Hannah had a bunch of like followers defending her and like uh-huh. I, I'm glad that Rachel acknowledged that that like she doesn't want to be defended and if like her followers don't recognize what the issue was then that's a problem yeah <sighs> oh the bachelor casting this is all incredibly I don't know, scandalous seems like the wrong word to describe it because that makes it seem like very salacious when it's like these are real issues in like people's real lives. But it's kind of a big deal because there's rumors like spoiler alert coming up if you don't want it to be ruined. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But the like reality Steves of the world are saying that Rachel and Matt are definitely together right now. Or they no that they definitely end up together. Like they she wins the show essentially and I don't know I've seen 50-50 on whether they're still together or not yes so yeah sorry if we didn't skip through the spoiler thing that's your own problem but yeah yeah, I mean it's pretty much confirmed at this point that Rachel wins this season and yeah I agree with Megan that like I've seen I've seen people say that they're not together and then I've seen people say like 100% they still are together and I think that's like why Matt's like when Matt said his piece which I'm like god poor Matt like no one's like even like letting him talk for himself I feel like oh um but I think that's like when Matt said his piece where it was like I think that everyone has a story and I think that you should hear people out I almost wonder if like it's because they are together I mean I think he would have said something like that regardless but yeah I I think like that's probably because they're like together (laughs) he would have general very very general too um um um, 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 just lost my train of thought sorry oh yeah so that's why people were saying like Rachel hasn't spoken out yet Rachel hasn't spoken out yet because this has been like this has been like building up for a few weeks and it kind Mm -hmm. of all came to a head with the Chris Harrison interview but and then people were saying that like she's under contractual obligations to like not make statements um but then it's like if she didn't win the show, I like I don't know. I feel like it's just because that she is the winner of the show that she's still under contract, so that's why she couldn't make a statement. But I'm guessing they made an exception that once shit hit the fan. Yeah, agreed. Um, they were probably like, okay, shit. <laughs> I mean, it, that would be very difficult to see people like, like the host of the show you were on, like speaking on your behalf and like just making such a train wreck out of it. That would be incredible. And then not being able to say your own piece. Acknowledge yeah. your faults. Like, I don't know. That can't be easy. Yeah, I feel like I've been like, I really don't care like about the contract. Like, I won regardless. So, like, I'm going to say something because it's like not like just like a silly issue. This is like a serious thing that like needs yeah, to be addressed. I feel, yeah, I feel like I wouldn't be able to sit back and just let people like tell their own versions of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go into the episode, which, wow. 
what even happened i feel like i i don't think i i honestly don't think i paid that close of attention to the episode this week i must have been doing something else oh god i fucking hate this show so we pick up from where we left off last week where heather um came in her little minivan and was like matt can i talk to you hannah brown who also has no notes apology said that like we'd be perfect (laughs) together and And he was like, let me think about it. And so then she goes and stands with the girls. And God, for Yesenia being like, MJ needs to go home. She's a mean girl. Yesenia really turned into a fucking C word. Yes. She was such a bitch. God. These girls just jumped. These girls need help. Like, I, each week, I feel like we're getting closer to, like, ridding of the mid- mean girl energy. But then, no, it's like a new one just pops up every week. Like <laughs> it's it. like you know, there's like a fucking demon that keeps transferring bodies in this fucking group of girls because, yeah, every week pops up a new fucking evil bitch. And right. this week it was Yesenia. <laughs> and it's like, are these girls just like miserable? Like, are they truly like blink twice if you need help in this Nima colon, whatever it's called, La Quinta Resort? <laughs> I just feel like is like manifesting in really mean ways it's insane so yeah like heather's like standing there and yuseni is just like who like the fuck are you like she literally calls her a bitch and tells her like to go home and she's like so you failed colton season so you just so you're just bachelor hopping and she was super aggressive like yeah not even like doing the mean girls type of stuff where they just kind of like silent treatment you and like ignore you and like roll your eyes at you like no this was straight up like aggressive like who the fuck are you you bitch like oh my god I would never speak like that legitimately to someone same 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 and like especially since she was such an advocate of mean girls going home last week okay and then of course Serena sees right there being the mean girl she's been since the beginning that I clocked from the jump yes we get it And she's, like, in on it with Yesenia. But uh, once again, all the other girls are just not saying anything. If I saw that happening, I feel like I could not not say something. I'd be like, you need to fucking chill. Like, because, like, Heather was like, you know, I'm really sorry. Like, I, this is, like, not, you know, like, I'm not here to fight with, with you guys. Like, I understand, like, why you guys are feeling like that. Like, I'm, I'm like, really sorry. And, like, I never, like, want to hurt someone's feelings. And, like, and they're like, then you should just go home, bitch. Like, literally, they say that. And it's just like, whoa! So sad. This poor girl. She's literally just, like... Like, this is, like, the most innocent little girl ever. Like, she truly hadn't even kissed a boy until she was, like, 23. And yeah. then, and now she has... I don't know. She just seems very innocent to me. Like, she has this innocent little crush on Matt. She's probably, like, formed their whole, like, hypothetical relationship in life together in her head just because one of her friends told her that, like, they'd be a cute match together. Like, I don't know. I just feel so bad for her. Well, it's, like, even if, like, and I get that it's, like, frustrating where it's, like, you're so close to, like, you know, hometowns and it's, like, anything. But it's, like, if you don't feel that stable in your relationship with Matt, then you're not ready to be engaged to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. My thought process through this whole part of the episode was um, there's no way this girl is going to join the show. We're a week before hometowns. He's so much further in his relationship with all these other girls. There's no way that he's going to keep her, which to your point, from the other girls' perspectives, I like to think that that's how I would think as well. Like, I'd have to be like, oh, yeah, my relationship with him is so much further. There's no way he's going to keep her 
me. Then, even still, their anger would be so misdirected. Like, if Matt yeah. keep her there, that's on Matt. And that would have right. been... A, well, spoiler alert. That would have been a huge fuck-up on his part. But... So, well, it's like... So if just he, regardless, why are you coming for this poor girl? Yeah, and it's like, if he chose to keep some random girl this far along and send you home, then you didn't have a connection regardless. <laughs> yeah, then you, either you... Yeah, right. You didn't have a connection regardless, and it was all just in your head. Or he's kind of trash. <laughs> and, yeah. And do you really want to be with someone like that? Yeah. Um, but he decides to send her home... And so she drives off in her minivan. And then it's the rose ceremony. And he sends um, Serena C. Bye, girl. And Chelsea home. I was sad about Chelsea. I know. I I knew she was going to go home just because I could tell. But um, she's so cool. And I want to be friends with her. But she's too cool to be friends with me. So... I'll just follow her on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but they really didn't have, like, that deep of connection. And Serena C., I'm like, girl, I'm surprised you even, like, knew your name. Or, like, I don't know how you lasted this long. Because I've never seen a connection between you guys. And all I've seen on this show is you talking shit about other girls. So, bye. Exactly. I feel, exactly. I feel the same way about Serena. I feel like him and Chelsea, they did, like, have conversations a few times. But I, so, I feel like they got along. But yeah. it was very much, like, a friend level. But, like, I can't even think of a time he talked to her Serena C. Same. Truly. <laughs> so I'm like, girl, you didn't have a connection. Bye. Um, and then Serena P gets the one-on-one. I know. P, C, they all sound the same. Serena P gets the one-on-one. And they do, which this is her second one-on-one. And two girls, um, uh, Jesenia and Abigail both haven't gotten a one-on-one. And now... Serena P is getting her second one-on-one so it was like drama a little bit yeah pretty or, not drama just like hurt feelings but yeah it's kind of shitty yeah but and, to, to your point it's like either you have a connection with him at this point or you don't so yeah and so Serena P gets her second one-on-one and they do tantric yoga and she just like fucking hates it the whole time which I'm like kind of on her side because it's like yeah, like, she's having to be in, like, all these intimate positions with him in front of, like, a camera crew and, like, a yoga teacher yeah. and, like, on national television. And she's, like, this is our second date and, like, this is, like, very uncomfortable for me. Like, we're, like, a little ahead of where I am comfortable being with him physically. And yeah, so she I was just, like, pretty too. miserable. I would hate that, too. And I'm glad that she said something about it. Same. I was like actually really like, oh, very cool. Cause she he asked her about it later on, like, how did you like that? And she was like, I was like really uncomfortable and like I don't want to do that again. And she's like, I'm just like not really into like a ton of affection, especially publicly. So like it made me pretty uncomfortable. And uh um, very easily could have just been like, Oh yeah, it was fine, just to like be yeah, just like not you know, just to yeah. be to be agreeable. And he probably would have been like, Oh, okay. But, yeah, I'm glad that she said something about it. It was very cool of her. Yeah. And so then um, he talked to her a little more about it at dinner. I love her. Yeah, she seems really cute. I don't know if I, once again, I've said this before, like, I don't know if I see their connection, but I really like her. Yeah. Paradise. Yeah. And so they talk a little bit more about dinner and he's like, you know, and she's like, I'd rather just be honest with you. Like, I, you know. 
could have just said like yeah i liked it and like we do it again or it's like you i could have said yeah i liked it and you could have said like the thing i like about you most is that you love tantric yoga and it's like it's a lie she's like so i'd rather just like be honest and he was like i love that you're like that direct with me like that's like what i'm looking for and so she gets a little the date rose and it's cute i just like have never really seen their connection like i think that they're cute and they get along but like i've just never seen that like bond per se personally yeah i agree um and then there's a group date and it's piper michelle kit brie and abigail and do they even do anything on this date or do they just have the little cocktail hour i literally don't remember i think it's just a cocktail hour i think Um, so so Bree tells Matt that she quit her job. Like her job called her while she was there and was like, you need to like either come back or resign. And she resigned. Oh, girl. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh God, you spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You don't win this show. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. What are you gonna do when you get home, girl? Um and yeah. then Abigail has like her little one-on-one time with him and she just says like you know like I haven't gotten like a one-on-one I just like would rather know like right now like how you feel about me because like I just like don't want to be like let on anymore and like I just would rather just like know and he Mm -hmm. said that like you know we had such a great connection in the beginning that I then put focus on other relationships to try to grow them and like basically forgot to grow our relationship yeah kind of fucked up so fucked up and so then he sends her home right then and there and then god she's such an angel in the car she's like men date me to find out what they want next and I or like what they want for like their lifelong partners and like I just wish that like someone would want me and I wasn't like Uh, the trial run and I mean (gasps) literally the world loves Abigail like she has been one of the like sweetest little angels to show up on this show in a long time so gotta be on paradise i'm sure she will be assuming she wants to be um so i hope we see more of her but that was really sad i mean shitty of matt like just in general the situation was shitty but like i don't know he was very honest about it which is good i guess like i'm sure she appreciated that honesty yeah do you, what about her and Ben together? They both seem like little sweeties. Yeah, I've seen people, like, you know, on the TikToks and stuff, people are like, here's who I see together in paradise and everyone's saying, like, Ben and Abigail. Oh, God, I would actually approve of that, even though, like, I'm so in love with Ben, but be, they both just seem like such sweethearts. Well, and Mike, um, Mike, what's his last name? Mike, the one we like. Is it Johnson from Hannah's season? The one who we wanted to be The Bachelor? oh yes 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 he, yes. he like tweeted at abigail too he <gasps> like i'll help you he's like i'll find your choice or something like that so i don't know if that meant that he was into her or if he just like likes her and you know but i was like oh my god oh my god i, I forgot about mike he's so hot <laughs> how i fucking love him okay Woo, i just got thought about mike and i'm a little heated now um yeah and so then Kit talks to him and she's like you know I just like want to be honest with you like if you like choose me like I'm not like ready to be engaged and like or get married or like start a family she's like because she's 21 or 22 or whatever and she's like I need to finish school 
and I don't want to have to start having kids until I'm like 25 or 26, which I'm like, girl, you'll probably change your mind. It's probably later than that. I know um, that she was just like, I have things to do before I have kids. I don't want to have kids until I'm like 25. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, girl, that's sooner than you think, honey. I think you mean probably like 30. Yeah. And so she was like, so like, I'm not ready to start a family for like, you know, a few more years. And so like, I just want you to know that, like, I want someone who's like going to help me grow as like a person and help me accomplish my dreams. And he was like, I really expect, like, respect you telling me that. And like, I'm here, you know, to just be on this journey with whoever and like do what they want to do. And like, what makes them feel more comfortable. Um, She was like, okay, like, thank you so much for like respecting me. And like, that makes me so happy. Um, and she thinks that she's going to get the group date rose, but then actually Rachel gets the group date rose. Um, and then there's, he takes Rachel separately and there's like a private concert. (laughs) (laughs) And I just don't know why these private concerts are happening. I know they, I know we haven't had any in a while. And then we were blessed with two weeks in a row of the private concert. (laughs) And this one is even more awkward because like the last time that was like a full band. This one is just like one guy singing and they're like, it's just them. (laughs) Yep. In a room, all three of them just hanging out. (laughs) He had a quarantine for this. Um, And so then later that night, Kit goes over to Matt's hotel room and she pretty much just says, like, you know, I actually, like, don't think I'm, like, ready for this. Like, I don't think I'm ready to, like, be married or just, like, do this whole journey with you. So, like, pretty much I'm going to send myself home. And she does. And it's, like, I really respect that, Kit, because I don't think you are ready for this. And this has, like, nothing to do with your personality. Just you're truly by your age. And, like, you're still in school. And, like, yeah, like, you have a lot that you want to accomplish. Also, like, you live in New York City. Like, you know. <laughs> It's like that, what is it, Amy Poehler and Broad City have both talked about this. Like, when you live in a city, like, the age to get married is, like, 40. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be married at 23. Also, um, God, sorry, I'm getting tired because I'm losing my train of thought every time I start one. But also, I feel like Kit did what she came there to do. Like, obviously, yeah. her got along pretty well. And she got her little, like, TV time, her little moment of fame. She's going to get those Instagram followers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So, yeah, she did what she came there to do. And then she saw herself out, which is, I kind of respect that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, then she goes. And then the next one-on-one is Yesenia. And they do, like, race car drifting, whatever. And then they go to dinner and Yesenia like opens up to him and he's like, "Mm, bitch, bye. And he sends her home. So bye, girl. Yeah. Better luck next time. I don't know what to tell you. You really fucking disappointed me this episode because you were worse than MJ. So and then there is the the rose ceremony and um, Piper gets sent home. So right now it is... um, Michelle, Brie, Rachel, and who else? Michelle, Brie, Rachel, and Serena P. Oh, Serena P. Duh. So it's just the four of them. So they're they're having the hometowns, wait, which in quarantine. Michelle, it's- wait, Michelle, what now? Michelle, who? Rachel. 
Michelle oh, yes. Brie. Michelle Brie, Rachel, Serena. Yeah. Name. Um, <laughs> and so they're having, they'll be on the hometowns, which normally it's like where, you know, they go to the, Matt goes to their hometowns, but since it's quarantine, their families come to the resort. And so we see next week that their families will be there. And we'll guess we'll just see how that goes. Did you see? Okay, but I have to talk about this because I'm stunned. Did you see in the scene though that like it's him and Rachel they go skydiving and she basically like <laughs> out of the sky. Yeah, she like fully. Yes, I did see that. She like fully face plants on the ground after skydiving, like coming in hot from a fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So and they make a big deal out of that. They actually did they show any of Rachel's parents? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Okay, so I assume she's okay. Um, but that's gonna be dramatic for a second. And my god, poor girl, that looked like traumatizing. I know, but you know what they didn't show? What? An ambulance. True. So maybe she's just <laughs> fine. Can I just I... get one damn ambulance on this scene? <laughs> That's what I miss about regular bachelor seasons. There's always one ambulance. Yeah. So. Oh, I guess we did get an ambulance when um, Sarah fainted. Did we, though? Yeah, we got, like, the EMTs. I don't know if we got a full ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Fine. (laughs) Oh, God. Better have some medics on site to deal with people falling out of the sky geez also like on these shows like if someone was like i don't know like if like the person i was like trying to be engaged to was like because like i have a terrible fear of heights like i would never go skydiving i would never go bungee jumping i would never like like i don't do heights i don't jump out of shit like no yeah and so if like anybody asks me to go, like I I like show up to the date and it's like today we're skydiving. I would literally be like no. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna send me home because I have this like fear and like I don't want to do it, then like I don't want to be with you. Yeah, literally same. What was that date where I don't know? It was kind of recent season, but they did the thing where they go bungee jumping and you know it's like where the bungees around your ankle and you just like have to jump off this like massive platform like head first basically. Yeah. I can't deal. I would not do that. I would be more likely to do skydiving before I did that. But I have a very similar style of, like, fear of heights like you do. Yeah, like, I would just be, like, and I feel like the people always feel like they have to do it because it's, like, or you'll get sent home. And it's, like, then send me home because it's, like, you can't respect that I, like, don't want to do this, like, life-threatening thing that's, like, very, like, why would we ever do this in a relationship? Like, you can do this all you want. I can watch. But, like, why do I have to do it with you? Like, (laughs) exactly. Like, a normal relationship would be, like, I want to go skydiving. I want to go skydiving. And and then another person being, like, okay, I will support you from the ground. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how life works in a relationship. Yeah. So, like, simply, I would just be, like, no, like, I'm really not comfortable doing that. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. That can't, couldn't be me, sis. But, yeah, that's the episode. And then I guess we'll just see Hometowns. Hometowns are my fave. But, 
Not anymore. <laughs> I would say there is something very underwhelming about just some families in a hotel lobby. <laughs> Eating like a continental breakfast. Yeah. But like, yeah, like the best part about hometowns was like seeing <laughs> seeing people's hometowns. Like, and then also really, seeing like their homes. Literally judging people's homes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. And I'm... like their, their tiny little towns that they come from where it's yeah. like, oh, this is like our little like bar or like whatever like that's like the best part of it and then yeah like being meeting and like plus like then more family members could be there and so you got to meet like everyone's family and see like their childhood home and like now it's just like oh that's my mom over there in the lobby checking in <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just like Ugh, okay fuck you quarantine <laughs> uh. That's it. Megan, do you have anything to add? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm just glad to know that we are going to have an actual After the Final Rose special with or without Chris Harrison. I honestly don't give a shit if he's there. But um, because Lord knows it's going to be a juicy one. Oh, I didn't even like connect that because we didn't have After the Final Rose with Tasia season and that's one of my favorite episodes after um, men slash women tell all. Uh-huh. Um, and we didn't have that. And also the men tell all was kind of boring. But um, yeah. So yeah, I guess he did confirm that we will have an after the final rose for Matt season. And yeah, that will be goosey. <laughs> Hate you. Um, I do have actual follow up on something I brought up last week about how there's going to be another bachelorette season and then paradise. It's yes. Really- Turns out that was in fact true. Ugh. But now that now that just everything's a dumpster fire with this franchise, they're talking about postponing it and doing Paradise first. Oh, please. Which please. Fucking should. Yes, yes, yes. I need a break from these people in these fucking hotels. Right. Get them to Mexico. Get them to Ted Cruz's resort. <laughs> That's the reason he went to Cancun is because he's on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> he's oh. the next Chris Harrison. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> oh god. I just think Jeez. of I just think of Chad in the robe yelling like, fuck you Chris Harrison <laughs> but it's fuck you Ted Cruz. With truth. True. Yeah, get Chad in there. He's probably like a supporter. Who knows? Um, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just see what happens next week, and who who do you think will go home next week after hometowns? I don't know. I've said this already this season. It's like I don't I don't really buy that he has that much of a connection with really anyone. Um, like the fact that he's at this point with these four women, I'm kind of just like, huh, okay. But I think that it's going to be Serena P that goes home next. Either yeah. Sophie or Brie. Yeah. Well, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I hear that it, yeah, it comes down to Michelle and Rachel, which I think we've all seen coming because, like, <laughs> the only people that I actually see him having some of a connection with at all are those yeah, two girls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I see, I heard that it's between Michelle and Rachel, and he chooses Rachel. 
but yeah like with Brie and Serena I'm like I don't know well and like someone had tweeted um about last night's episode being like with like the final four girls standing there being like didn't we start this episode with 20 girls and I'm like yeah like, right. wait like we literally had like 32 girls last week like what happened right we still had girls and I was like wait who's that <laughs> I know like it's and then, like, now it's, like, final four. And I'm like, wait, when did that happen? Where did where did all these girls... I guess they got themselves sent home because they're all bitches. Truly. Or they sent themselves home because they're just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, fuck this resort. Fuck these blueberry muffins. Yeah, it's like, I got my brand deals now. I can go home. A lot of girls did get... Like, Sarah sent herself home. Kit sent herself home. Or, like, a lot of girls have had that conversation where then he was like, I'll walk you out. Like... Like, can you just tell me, like, what's going on? So, yeah, the season has, like, it's been, like, a little weird. Yeah. Which is to be expected. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're all quarantined in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I don't know. Just unprecedented times. <laughs> <laughs> During these uncertain times. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I think it. I think it will be Serena. Although, like, I'm like, I can't even, like, remember anything him and Brie have done. But, yeah, I think it will be Serena. I think she had the first one-on-one date. And I liked oh, her. Oh, right, yeah. They did yeah. They did the four-wheeling. Oh, yeah. I liked her. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I think it's Serena. Again, <laughs> don't know much about their connection ever since then. But whatever. <laughs> But he was falling in love with Rachel before he even talked to her. So I, know, I can't plan this man's next move. Yeah. Well, until next week, Megan. Bye. Bye.